This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. I've got an announcement to make. Nick is having a midlife crisis. She's Why have like, you got him on? Why are you wearing them for? Why have you got him on? You're fucking show. 40 years of age, brother. But this is what you're Jane not said. Justin Bieber. Put Jane, it down. Jane said, this is your midlife crisis, isn't Jeez. it? You've filled your arm with man beads. Most people but I was like, you know what? Cheaper than a Porsche. I'm sure you're fully aware from our social media, we've been nominated for an award and there's a lot of love flying around. That brings a little tear to my eye, that. Yeah, my yeah. wife doesn't even fucking subscribe to this, mate. <laughs> and you have done that. <laughs> Bro, me and you are friends forever. Respect, it, That's ben. it. If you ever want to go to a fight, Ben, get You just contact. let us know. Just let us know, Ben, when there's a fight near your hometown yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. get you tickets, pal. And speaking of that, love, we are delighted for the horny monster himself. Let's all have a little bit of a celebration for Jeff Owen. Jeff's back in the game! Yeah. He's back in the game, Jeff! Go, right. Jeff! Go I bet, on! I bet you their kid Jeremy's over the moon oh, for him as well. He's absolutely buzzing. Brilliant. It's, listen, nothing signed, sealed and delivered as of yet, but we're, we're praying for you, Jeff. You're back in the game, son. <laughs> July 2nd, Hoyne versus Pacquiao. It's his payday. Jeff. We're all off to Brisbane. Pack your bags. Jeff's been on a roller coaster, that poor lad, this year, hasn't he? You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 89 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Week to week now, uh, it's becoming more apparent that people are tuning in purely for me taking the piss out of my colleague, Nicholas Pete. Last week, it was Pasty Gate. Today, I'll tell you something. If you could see what I could see right now. This kid has taken it to the next level. I don't know what it is, whether it's because he's gone all Billy Big Bollocks because he's got nominated for an award or something, I don't know. Or maybe it's because the sun's out here in this fine city of Liverpool where we record this show. He's turned up wearing fucking man beads. Yes! <laughs> Pasties last week, man beads this week. What more do you want, people? That is why they're tuning in to the Fight Disciples. Explain yourself. What are, what are you doing? Listen. Have I your kids thought... made you do it? No, no. Kids no, the kids, your kids, kids just not, want to snap them off. Your kids have not made you. I've put just them come on. to the. You know what? It's summer. Summer's approaching. The sun's out. Guns out. All that caper. I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna get myself some man beads. You what? Uh, the new man beads. Ordered myself a watch as well. Got a watch coming this week. Right. Yeah. All with me birthday money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like I'm twelve. Don't what I? are you spending your birthday money on? <laughs> Man beads, man beads and a watch. Come on, don't hide them now. What have you got here now? Are they significant? Is there, is there, are they presents? Are they presents to yourself? The presents to myself. So yeah. they're not even like your wife's not even bought them yet? She hates them. Jane hates them. Jane literally hates them. She's Why like, you got what them are on? you wearing them for? Why have you got them on? They're You're fucking show. 40 years of age, brother. But this is what You're Jane said. You're not Justin Bieber. Put it down. Jane said, this is your midlife crisis, isn't Jeez. it? You've filled your arm with man beads. Most people but I was like, you know what? It's cheaper than a Porsche. That's fair point. So that's fair point. You know, I spent nine pound on beads. Nine quid. Such is life. Look at this lad here, eh? The abuse I've had off the missus for spending nine pound on beads mm. has been off the chain. Are you going to wear these on Saturday evening when we're yeah, in I'm the company of our guests? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. If you were, summer. Listen, we're, we've been running a little bit of a competition for our guest list for the fights this weekend. Yeah, yeah. we've been smashing it. Well, I'm going to tell you what fucking bar we're going to be drinking in in a minute so people can come down and smash you with these bloody beads on. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing in a minute. Um, before we get stuck into, obviously, the roll call of who's going to be on our, our guest list this weekend, we're going to have to do it randomly because so many people so kindly got involved uh, with one, leaving us reviews on iTunes and tweeting us and retweeting posts and all this type of stuff. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a minute. I just want to say a little bit of a thank you because... If you do follow us on social media, you'll know uh, that me and him, fucking clown with the beads on, have been um, nominated for a bit of an award. Now, there are, in our world, British Podcast Award is, is quite a big big thing. Yeah. And there's a few categories in there that you um, can get nominated for and what have you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I genuinely thought, and this is just me tooting our own horn, I genuinely thought that we might get a little bit of a mention in the brand new podcast because there's not a lot of brand new quality podcasts. There's a lot of great established podcasts that we listen to, yeah. um, football-wise, other sports, all these other various things. I mean, we know about the likes of Serial and all these types of things that blew the podcast world up. But here in Britain, we've got some very talented podcast makers. You might even be one yourself that listens to this show. And I thought that we just might get a little bit of a nod 
in the new category. In the brand new category. Because we're only 12 months old. Exactly. Yeah, I thought yeah, we yeah. might get a non uh, mention. Anyway, when obviously these nominations came out and I noticed that we didn't get nominated for the brand new category, I went, oh, never mind. There's some decent talent in there. Um, an old pal of mine from where I used to work, Edith Bowman, has been nominated for about 25 awards or something. She's obviously a very talented lady. She does something on music in films. It's really, really good, actually. Um, and she's been nominated for that type of stuff. So I thought, all right, fair enough. The standard's fucking wicked. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. So I, I switched off. I didn't pay any more attention to the awards uh, nominations. Next thing you know, my phone blows up saying, Oi, big bollocks, you've been nominated for Best Sports Podcast. So thank you so much if you Crazy. decide... To listen to this shit on a week-to-week basis, right? Yeah. So if you do and you've been with us from day one, we thank you if you've only just stumbled across us. Thank you so much. Um, we have been nominated for Best Sports Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. Wow, that's mental. It is mad. It's it, fucking mental. I'll tell you what's even more mad and what's pissed me off, right? Because obviously we were like... Do you remember that scene in Only Fools and Horses when Del Boy and Rodney stumble across the watch and then they go to Sotheby's and then they come back into the car and then they punch the shit out of the van because they've just made made six million quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene is basically what me and Nick were doing at that point in time. And then obviously we got a little bit carried away with ourselves, got a little bit giddy and then we checked the date of the award ceremony. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah, this was the this was this the, was the come down. Wasn't so we're it? discussing what we're going to do. Are we going to put a nice suit on? Are we going to get down to London? Are we going to stop over? Are we going to make a weekend of it and all this type of stuff? The award ceremony is on the same fucking night as AJ and Klitschko. That's bad. luckily they're both in London. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully our award is right at the start of the night, <laughs> and we're going to be ringside. So win, lose, in our tux. Or, so win, lose or draw, we are hot footing it to Wembley. <laughs> Via the tube, I'm praying that it's at the start of the night. If it's not the start of the night, we're fucked. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be watching the fight on our iPads. I know, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be crazy. Or oh, we'll be the best dressed men on the press row <laughs> with our full tuxes <laughs> on. Can you imagine us two turning up like Buffer? <laughs> dressed at the side. <laughs> Keep an eye on the side of the... Uh, obviously, we are press accreditation. It'd be piss funny. Oh, press people are scruffy. Let's be straight, aren't we? We yeah, are scruffy yeah. bastards. We just wear polo shirts, T-shirts, shirts, whatever. I never coordinates or anything like that. People at the side of the ring, you'll see them all there, and then there'll be us two dressed in tuxedos. Like two penguins. Like, all right, lads. Yeah, <laughs> just, come from, just come from the awards ceremony. Hopefully there'll be a bit We won't be sitting there subdued if we've got silverware oh, with us. We'll be fucking bouncing off the walls. Yeah, we blind drunk. We will be absolutely leathered. Uh, so thank you uh, so much if you do subscribe to our podcast. And like I say, if you've only just stumbled across us, uh, go to fightdisciples.com. Hit the subscribe button. We do three episodes a week. Um, one from our radio show in Liverpool. One, this that you're listening to right now, and then one on the world of UFC, which is a big one this week because we've got UFC 210 and Paddy the Baddy to talk about. So make sure you come and join us uh, on tomorrow's show. I'm going to do um, the roll call for our guest list. For the guest list for Saturday night. This okay. went off the chain, off mm. the chain. And you know what? Good on, I just want to say personally, a frank, thank you to all the team of Frank Warren. You know, the guys delivered forums. We told them that we were doing something a bit special here with Fight Disciples. Obviously, they agreed to give us our own guest list for Saturday's world title card uh, prior to our award nomination at the British Podcast Awards. But they obviously know that something's, something a bit special is happening here with the Fight Disciples crew. So again, special thank you to them for giving us our guest list. And thank you to you, the listeners, for giving us five-star reviews and putting your name in the hat to get some tickets for Saturday night. And hopefully, mm. obviously, me and Adam have got accreditation for ringside on Saturday. But Not listen, that. I ain't hanging there. I want to hang with the guys. That's I want to go and sit in the stands and the, with the fight disciples. So you better bring your wallet because last time <laughs> I was at UFC London, you said to anyone, yeah. if you listen to the show, go and see Nick and he'll buy you a beer. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Mikey from WoW TV. You did approach me and go, I want a beer. I'm a big fan of the show. And I had to buy him a beer. There you go. So, Obviously, there's going to be a whole block of people this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reckon it's my turn? <laughs> so you better bring your wallet. Um, well, make sure you keep an eye on our social media this week because I think we'll have a meet-up. Yeah, we're let's do a, a, pre, a pre-drinks. We're going to do a pre-drink thing, yeah? That sounds so fucking Essex, that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. Let's do pre-drinks. That's we are going to do it. The fucking beads are rubbing Your off on beads, me. you fucking clown. Right? Pre-drinks. So what we'll do is I'll figure out a bar somewhere like on Dean's Gate or something like that. We'll all meet there. We'll have a bevy before and then go into the arena together. All right? So if you're on the isn't, list... Isn't it a bar... Actually, in the train station underneath... What, Mackie D's? You no, scruff. There's a there's a bar in the train station yeah, underneath the arena. There's a, there's a pub there. We could meet there, Head of Steam or something like that, is it called? Or something I'll like find that. out what it is. It's in Victoria State. That'd be easy, because we can just have one straight in. Mm. Well, before we go through this list, I just want to say a little bit of a thank you to people that wrote reviews for us 
that didn't actually fucking want tickets. Because I know that we were bribing you to go and write a review for us on uh, on our iTunes. I know that. Um, in order to get yourself on this guest list, of which I'm going to try my very best to get the majority of people on there in a minute. But there's people that wrote um, reviews stating to the fact, all right, lads, I have absolutely uh, no uh, intention of coming to this fight because I can't make it to this fight, but I just want to write your review anyway. So thank you so much if you if you did do that. There's loads, loads to go through. Um and I can't... In fact, here it is. I've managed to find it because I've, I've gone back and back and back and back and back. B Martin 96 All right, guys, just want to say... Uh, well, that's all self-praise. He loves the show and what have you. But he says, I don't want the tickets. I just want to say great work. Keep up the good work. His name's Ben. Ben, thanks, man. See, shit like that. Hand, ben. That brings a little tear to my eye, that. Yeah, my yeah. wife doesn't even fucking subscribe to this, mate. <laughs> and you have done that. <laughs> Bro, me and you were friends forever. Respect, it, That's ben. it. If you ever want to go to a fight, Ben, get You just contact. let us know. Just let us know, Ben, when there's a fight near your hometown yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. get you tickets, pal. We'll, we'll sort it out. Right, you ready for a little bit of a rundown? Let's do it. This is how we're going to have to do it, okay? We're going to have to do it this way, mainly because... So many people have got involved with the show. Yeah. So many people have retweeted stuff. So many people have done um, iTunes reviews. All right. So what we're going to do is this: we're going to just put a timer on it. I'm going to I'm going to run the clock now for a minute. Yeah. And I'm going to try and get through as many people as possible. Okay. And name these people, and those people will be. On and that will fill list. our guest list quota. Yeah. And then what I'm going to do is show Frank one on the guest list and say, "Hey, man, can we have some more?" And if we get some more, I'll contact you personally via social media. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to try and get. I'm going to try and get hundred. But um, in this, uh, there's no way I'm going to get hundred done in what sixty seconds. But we'll we'll, we'll see what we can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try our very best because there's a. It's a bit like Anton Deck this now. Yeah, yeah. Anton Deck Saturday night they give away tickets to go on their aeroplane. So I'm going to give away tickets to come on our guest list for this weekend's fight, uh, which involves Terry Flanagan and the two Liams going toe to toe amongst a bunch of others. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Well, hang on a minute. Whoa, I haven't hit the stopwatch. You can't just say go. Do you want me to do the stopwatch? We've, I've got a stopwatch in front of me here, mate. I'll do the stopwatch. Let me do a stopwatch. Let's see. Let's get this. There'll you be know, people let... stopwatching this now to make sure that we proper time this. Okay. In five. Four, well, hang on a minute. Do it in. Well, I've got a stopwatch. Right five from now. Five from now. Five, five four, three. <laughs> <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Go. Right. Okay. First name on the list is Rob Holness. So Rob Holness. I don't think he's related to Bob, who we obviously used be. to do uh, the old uh, whatever blockbusters Countdown. type thing. No, usually blockbusters. blockbusters Bob yeah, Holness. Yeah. But Bob, uh, Rob Holness, not Bob Holness. You are coming, my friend, mainly because you're a cheeky bastard, right? And you asked. That's it. He sent me a message personally. He said, "Here, I can't be asked writing your review." I said, "Get your fucking review in now, sunshine, and get that done." <laughs> so Rob Holness, I'm going to give you th- an extra three tickets. So you plus three pals, two pairs going your way. Twenty-five seconds. Tony from. Greenwood. Sorry, I'm fired. Tony Greenwood. I'm. I tell you what, Tony, we like you. We know you've been listening since uh, episode one. Tony, I'm going to give you an extra five tickets. So it's you plus five of your mates. Ben Larkin, you plus six, mainly because I gave you you plus five. And then you said, I've missed one of my mates out. Can we get him in as well? Yes, no problem. 20 seconds to Andrew go. Guildford, do you know the guy who slagged me off? Who's Don't Andy, lad. Andrew Guildford, he lives up in Edinburgh. We're going to bring you down here as well, sunshine. Andrew, you and your pals will sort you out. Scott McGee, you're on the list, mate. We'll sort Last you 10 out. 10 seconds. Liam Noon, you came to the Bellevue fight. We'll sort you out. Liam McGrady, you're a mate of ours on Facebook. You five, can come and join us as well, my friend. Four, and I'll tell you what else we'll do. We'll three, do Jonathan Duncan. Jonathan Duncan, you're two, there as well. One, yes! Nice. Good stuff. Well done. Well done. I need, to start, I need to sit down. We need to speak to Frank this week uh, with a couple of days to go. We'll try and get some more tickets. As Asm's just said, then, if you did give us a five-star review, thank you so much. We will speak to Frank Warren's office. We will let them know that you guys inundated us with requests for tickets. Obviously, they want to sell more than they give away. But this is the Fight Disciples, man. You guys are the Fight Disciples. We're the, we're the backbone of British boxing. And the guys are going to respond to that, hopefully. If we do get more tickets, we will contact you personally via social media. We'll let you know where and when to meet us. And we will be at the fight on Saturday night. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Quite a lot going on in the world of boxing. Boxing news, that is. Uh, one of which being the old Viking warrior making his announcement that he's coming back to the ring. Yeah, that was a surprise, that one, eh? I didn't mm. see that one come. Must have been four years since he boxed in the Super 6 and all that stuff. Well, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit blown away by it, really, because well, we're obviously referring to Mikel Kessler, just in case you, you've missed this uh, story this week. The Mikel Kessler thing, obviously, one of the best middle super middleweights that has ever been. I yeah. mean, what is he, a five-time world champion previously? Something mental, yeah. Sensational, and obviously a lot of people in this country will know him uh, more familiar with his uh, ding-dongs with uh, the one and only Carl Froch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But this, it surprises me when fighters do this because we've spoken to Bellew recently who says, I'm going to have three more and I'm out. Uh, I've heard James DeGale this week speaking, I'm going to have three more and then I'm out. And then you hear Carl Frampton saying, I'm going to have a couple more fights and then that's me done. There's something within these fellas that that they just can't let go of. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, the guy, Mikel Kessler's achieved everything in the fight game. Why come back? He's Absolutely not skin. Nothing he's not skin. I know he's not skin. Why is he coming back? There's something in there. Is it ego? Is it is it that? Is he missing the bright lights? Is he missing people singing his name? Is he missing being at the forefront of everybody's attention? I don't know what it is. But he is coming back. He's announced he's coming back with Team Sauerland. And then off the back of that, of course, the conversation starts that Flotchy might be breaking his nose again and getting uh, getting himself back involved. Don't do it, Carl. That nose cost you a boatload of cash, my friend. You're looking sharp. It's a strange one, you know. I can only imagine it's because, um, you know, the Sowlands, who he's managed by, they also have George Groves and they also have James DeGale, I think, as well. I think they've got basically now with those three, they've got pretty much a lock on that super middleweight division with three top top contenders. But also they're associated with this $50 million diamond boxing league thing as well, which mm. we, we've been trying to get our heads around for weeks, but we're waiting for more information where they're going to pull together this international Super 6 version, but there's going to be more fighters in it and different weight divisions and different promoters and international TV. You know, it kind of worked with the Super 6. It sounds like it's getting more convoluted to me, but there's a $50 million paycheck at the end. Potentially, are they going to involve the super middleweight division? Is that what it is? And Kessler's kind of coming back in because he fancies a little bash at that $50 million. I don't know, but uh, it's a strange one to come back now. You know, he's not a kid. He's he's just turned 38. Uh, he had an incredible record. You know, the three losses on his record, Carl Froch, um, Andre Ward and mm. Joe Calzaghe. Mm. You know, there's absolutely no shame whatsoever in those three losses. I just don't know why at 38 he thinks he can come back and achieve more than he did the first time around. Super surprising. I actually met Kessler in an airport um, lounge once. I was going out to Vegas um, to cover a... Did you have your beads on? I didn't have beads on at the time. Good, because there's no fucking way he'd have uh, spoken to you. But I went over and said hello, we shook hands, and I was chatting to him about his career and stuff like that. And this was post-career. I think he just... It wasn't long after the the Frotch defeat, so he must have just retired. And uh, he's an absolute diamond of a guy, but you're right, you know, he didn't look like a guy that's, uh, you know, digging down the back of the couch for coins. He looks like a guy who's got a few quid tucked away. So um, strange, isn't it, this game, though? It, I think once it's in your blood, it's hard to walk away. Mentioned Bellew there that he's planning on three and then out, or maybe less than three and then out. Uh, WBC, yes. w- he, won't, he won't have three more. No, no, no. But WBC have made him the uh, Emeritus champ now. Yeah. He um, basically, because at the weekend they upgraded the Bredis Hook fight to become the new WBC Cruiserweight Champion of the World. Yep. Fucking hell, Hook got outclassed, didn't he? Absolutely. finished though, isn't he? You know, he was, he was a great champion in his day, but you know, <clears throat> I, I expected that one. I tipped that one as well. I, I tipped the fact that he was going to lose that fight. So, uh, you know, I'd, good, good on Bredis. You know, he moves on now and he's the new WBC champion. Well, I don't think it makes much difference because Tony Bellew's not going to go That's back what to I was going to say anyway, so it makes it's nice that, to It's him. nice that, obviously, they've made him this um, Emirati champion. champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, he ain't going back down to cruiserweight. No. They ain't no dough there for him. Exactly. So, therefore, all eyes on heavyweight division and whatever next. For me, it's got to be David A, but I'm sure that there are other irons in the fire. Well, you know, at the end of the day, as Tony told us on this show, money talks now. Who cares about fighting David A when you could get more money for fighting Deontay Wilder or Joe Parker? Or even if it's similar money, why fight David Hay for similar money? Oh, no, no, exactly. What does that do to Tony Bellew's legacy? <clears throat> but I think there'll be Winning the world title. That is like, wow, let's let's build a seven-foot bronze statue in, the, in Liverpool City Centre job if he wins the world heavyweight title. Beating David Hay again, it's like going over old ground. The only way he does that is if the money is insane. Speaking of insane, are you ready for this? Because I know that you're going to be absolutely fucking delighted about this, my friend. And I know that I'm just using profanity for the sake of using profanity because there's people that complain about the amount of swearing that I throw into this show. But I don't care. All right. This is the only time me being a radio presenter that I get to swear with a microphone in my face. So I'm going to do it. Are you ready for this? Yep. Let's all have a little bit of a celebration for Jeff Owen. Jeff's back in the game! Yeah. He's back in the game, 
Jeff. Go, guys. Jeff. Go I bet, on. I bet you their kid Jeremy's over the moon oh, for him as hey. well. He's absolutely buzzing. Brilliant. It's, listen, nothing signed, sealed, and delivered as of yet, but we're, we're praying for you, Jeff. You're back in the game, son. <laughs> July 2nd, Hoyne versus Pacquiao. It's his payday. Jeff. We're all off to Brisbane. Pack your bags. Jeff's been on a roller coaster, that poor lad, this year, hasn't he? He's got it. He's not got it. He's got it. He's back on the. He's back on the old uh, decorating. He's doing the old painting and decorating again. Now, no, Jeff, get the gloves on, son. Man, he's coming to town, bro. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible, you know. And uh, we've got to get over there for that fight. We've got listeners in Australia, haven't we? We've worked this out before. Mm. We need to get over we're there. We need to Jeff. solve. We need to. Oh, hundred percent. We're supporting Jeff. We're supporting Jeff. I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm going to get a t-shirt made. It's I'm Jeff, horny. It's I'm Jeff horny. not Jeremy. No. And I'm horny on the I'm back, horny, yeah. Horny, horny, horny. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to walk out to that, hasn't he? A million I'm percent. Horny, 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 horny. <laughs> Jeff, we are delighted that you are back in the game, my friend. Obviously, it all fell through with the Amir Khan and Manny Pacquiao fight, and I'm glad that you're in the mix. Yes, it's terrible for fucking boxing. Nobody gives a shit, but we do because we feel your pain, brother, and we want you to get paid a shitload of cash. And retire to the Gold Coast with your feet up, catching sharks for a living. Well done, bro. You're back in the mix. Hopefully that's going to be signed this week and we can go absolutely crazy on the memes. Jeff's back in the game. Well done, lad. Well done, sunshine. Um, In the same weight category, Kel Brook, Errol Spence, sells 17,000 tickets in a day. Good response. Awesome. Very good response. Stadium obviously announced Bramall Lane. It's happening uh, last weekend of May. Just want to point out if any uh, fight disciples are listening to the show. Obviously, I've sorted you out with um, guest list. Eddie's a little bit tighter with his guest list. I might not get a ticket for that particular, so if anybody wants to splash out, it is my birthday uh, that weekend. So if anybody wants to help us out, you're more than welcome down, to do yeah. so. Yeah. Let's get down to Sheffield, have a night out. There you go, get yourself involved with that. Um, speaking of Eddie, are you surprised that Luis Ortiz has, uh, I say jump ship, I don't know whether he has jumped ship, whether there was ever a, one of those deals in place or whether it was just a gentleman's agreement. Um, he's signed for Al Heyman now and he's going to be out on April 22nd against Derek Rossi. Do you think that is mainly because he's gone to Eddie... He's thinking to himself, I'm going to get an opportunity at AJ. Not a fucking cat in house chance, son, because the reason why Eddie's got you there is to keep the enemies close, uh, even closer than uh, your friends. Yeah. He's now obviously gone to a, a rival promoter over in the States to maybe line up the winner of uh, AJ Klitschko, because that's yeah. where the big dough is. 100%. And it's, it's, you know, you can't knock him for it for jumping shit because finally he's seen what we all seen from the very <laughs> beginning. That the only reason you're there is to keep you away from Anthony Joshua. So... It's uh, to move his own career on. He's had to jump sideways. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he went to Eddie and went, AJ Winners, that for me? Oh, no, no, I'm going to take you this direction. Okay. Uh, Tony, I'm off. Tony Bellew's just got a big win there against. Can I have Tony Bellew as a final eliminator? No, no, no. So, you know, it's a bit like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Who are you promoting? No, here? absolutely. So uh, I don't blame him for jumping ship. And uh, again, we still don't know about that guy, though, do we? We don't know whether he's the best heavyweight in the division. Don't even know his proper age, mate, right? That's it. I want to see a fucking birth certificate. There's no way that he's in his 30s, that kid. No, he's definitely He's definitely not. in his 40s. He's had a hard paper round. Mate, I've got a selfie with him. I'll put a selfie on our social media, right? I met him at the uh, AJ Molina fight. He was on that card against uh, the White Rhino. And I met him, we had a selfie together, and I thought to myself, fucking hell, he's, a, he's an egg fella. You know? <laughs> but he, he, obviously, I couldn't trans, transverse this with him in conversation because he doesn't speak a word of the Queens. Yeah. He's all Cuban. There's no way that he's, what are they saying, 36? There's no way that he's that age. No chance. Mm. So I want to see a, a, a birth certificate before I even start talking about anything else regarding uh, Luis Ortiz. But good luck to him. Um, like I said, he is uh, fighting Derek Rossi on the Porta Berto uh, bid on... Uh, Bill, on uh, April 22nd. That's when uh, you'll see him next in action. Did you see um, Billy Joe Saunders, speaking of uh, social media, with his lovely little T-shirt for Gennady Golovkin? Have you seen the t- Billy Joe No, t-shirt? no, I haven't seen it. Oh, no. it's a cracker, mate. It's a cracker. He basically calls him a Borat pussy, which is uh, a wonderful turn of phrase from, yeah, uh, nice. uh, from Billy Joe. Basically, he gave him an ultimatum to sign by last Friday. It hasn't happened as of yet, so therefore he's taken to social media to abuse him. Um, the uh, the Kazakhstanian, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he's trying to he's trying his very best. If he is, to get yeah, that fight. good old Billy Joe, you know. And I hope he does. I hope he gets that fight. The problem is that the rest of the world we want to see Jacobs too, don't we? Because Danny Jacobs was awesome against Triple G. So. Uh, and that fight was very close. Uh, I think more people scored it for Jacobs than scored it for Triple G. So, listen, Billy Joe, you're doing the right things, mate. This is the only way you're going to get it is by trying to disgrace the guy, the guy and uh, and call him into a fight similar calling to what a, he's been doing with Canelo. Yeah, calling him a Borat pussy. That's yeah, always exactly. Good. You know, you've got to try and go for it. But personally, I think the Jacobs fight is going to come off next. And again, Billy Joe's out in the cold. 
Nothing like a bit of casual racism on the show. Well done, Billy Joe. <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, before we get to what we're doing on Saturday evening, we're going to have to appease Nick because it's that time of the show where sound effects will be coming in left, right and centre as he gets all excited about his lovely little... Ukrainian yes. fella that's smashing everybody up at the lighter weight divisions. He's taking on a kid that we know quite well because he took on Stephen Smith recently, the Jason Souza. He is the WBA champ. He's taking on Lomachenko. Well done, Jason Souza, because everybody else seems to be running from Lomachenko. Jason Souza's put his hand up. He said, I'll have a go. Let's yeah. get in there. Let's do the thing. This weekend, Lomachenko is back and he's taking on Jason Souza to unify the division. It's, uh, you know, you know how I feel about this guy. This guy no, 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 one. I don't. This guy's the number no. one. Tell this me. guy's the best Tell me how you on feel the about planet. him. He's, you know, Neo from the Matrix, isn't he? He's just Neo from the Matrix. The guy is outstanding. And I, you know what? I really rate Jason Sosa, obviously, after the fight with Stephen Smith. Um, you know, he really went up in my estimations. He even got that. Um, He'd been in with Nicholas Walters, of course, who's a big puncher as well, and that was uh, that that went the decision. So he's obviously got a good chin as well. Um, I think Sosa's a solid world champion. The problem is that he's going up against for me the pound for pound best on the planet. Now I don't know. Is this a unification fight? Yeah, is so, Sosa's WBA belt on the line. I thought he'd. I thought it was just for you. Correct Lomachenko's me if I'm wrong, mate. WBO. I'm, mate. You correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Well, listen. Whether it's whether it's WBA belts on the line or not, we know this is for the number one spot, isn't it? This mm. is for the all the all the marbles, if you like, in the super featherweight division. Lomachenko being the number one. So, it's um, listen. If you want to know why I get excited about this kid, but every time he fights, from the first moment I saw him fight live in Liverpool, in a little sports centre in the back end of nowhere, the European Championships. At that very moment, the first round, I've seen him box, although I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything so natural of a talent before. So it surprised me not one jot that his professional career, he was in a world title fight in his second fight and eliminated in his first fight. This is a kid that is special. This is a kid that can do anything um, he wants basically in a boxing ring, and this is just the beginning for him. This he's already a two weight world champion. I think we're going to see another masterclass on Saturday night, and then upwards and onwards for mm. him. There's not a guy around that weight division, and it's hot round there, super featherweight, lightweight. You know, there's we get excited about those guys all the time. This guy's mustard. This guy wipes the floor with all of them. And I know you, before you say it, Lenares is a great champion. But Lomachenko is special, a special human being. Uh, got to be in his first fight, though, didn't he? Uh, anyway, um, you, I think you're right, actually. I'm just reading up on this. WBO Super um, Featherweight title's on the line, but Jason Souza's WBA World Super Featherweight title isn't on the line. I, I wonder why that is. That's quite odd, isn't it? Normally, you would get a unification fight if two champions are going toe-to-toe with each other. Yeah, Lomachenko's been quite quite a, a proud WBO you know, he's been directly associated with the WBO ever since he turned professional, obviously. Um, so, you know, I don't know whether there's something involved there. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody maybe knows the, something, tweet us, let me know. Yeah, maybe the WBA, um, you know, just didn't want to sanction the fight because they wanted Jason Sosa to go and fight somebody else. But um, was Stephen Smith a mandatory or was that a voluntary? Maybe voluntary. That, yeah, so that's what I mean. He, he maybe his mandatory isn't Lomachenko, it's somebody else. But it's unusual for a for a governing body to strip a champion heading into a unification fight because mm. obviously your guy's just going to be prove himself to be the number one, if you like. So, mm. interesting. Um, by the way, if you are, we mentioned the guest list earlier on, if you're coming with us on uh, Saturday evening to Manchester, don't be, don't be uh, obviously put off or upset or take it personally if Nick does an early dart from the fight, yeah, because if it goes on past 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, he needs to get home for Lomachenko. He needs to get his sli- pipe and slippers on at home and make sure, he, yeah, he needs to make sure that he's on his couch ready to rock and roll. So if you see him going for the exits early dart, you know what he's doing, yeah. you know what he's going. He's beating the traffic because there's no way he wants to get caught in the traffic. He needs to get himself back down the M62, back to homeland, so therefore he can get the popcorn out and get ready for this lad's uh, exhibition. High tech. Bit special, this kid. Only his ninth fight. Crazy, isn't Two it? Two-weight world champion. Yes, all right, he's a bit good. He is a bit good, isn't he? Um, but taking on uh, a pro- a guy that came up a legit in the world champion, yeah. yeah, because I think against Stephen Smith, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I anticipated Stephen to beat him. But Jason Sosa surprised me. He stepped right up in level, and I thought, fucking hell, he's really good, this guy. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really good test. Um, this is a good test. Listen, these are all real champions. They're all a good test. But yeah, all but I'm saying more is so than Walters, on a different level. More so than Walters. Walters. Didn't well, Walters come. had the danger of the power. But Sosa will come to fight. 
He will yes. keep coming forward. That's what I mean. You're going to get a little bit so, more entertainment. So Lomachenko, he broke Walters' heart because Walters, being a big puncher, went in there looking for a big shot. And when he got halfway through the fight, he realised that he couldn't land a glove on Lomachenko. And it broke his heart, and that's why he quit. Sosa, you ain't going to get that with Sosa because this guy is tough. And he keeps coming forward, and he's so strong. And I don't think... Lomachenko will break his heart in that way. But what I do think is Lomachenko will stop him with body shots. Boom! There you go. Is that what you're going for? Take that one. Lomachenko, body shots, game over. Lomachenko decision. Okay. All right? Yep, let's do it. It's on. That's what I've said. Um, also, if you obviously, if you go into the fight at the weekend, stay to the end with me. I'll be the pissed up clown on the, on the front row. Um, but make your way back to watch this particular fight um, in the early hours of Sunday morning, Mainly because Alexander Usyk is on yeah. the undercard, the He's... cruiserweight that we go absolutely crazy about, um, that we advise Tony Bellew to stay away from. Tony didn't listen to us, he'd probably fight him because he's a bit of a clown. But Usyk is the real deal in this division. Big and time. he's a mate, a former teammate, obviously Olympic teammate of uh, your boy uh, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Good pals. Yeah, and this is another kid who's had, what, 10 pro fights and he's already a world champion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this, this, Don't get me wrong, these Ukrainian kids are, are absolutely mustard. You know, this is a real golden generation. But this solidified but your point about exactly, last week, yeah? This was like, you know, Nicola Adams debuts on Saturday night against the girl at, let's face it, we all had to check her on box rack. We'd, we'd never heard of her before. And that's no slight on the girl. I don't know any female flyweights in the planet necessarily. But this is what I mean about Nicola Adams and Katie Taylor and, and girls of that ilk, established former Olympic champions, absolutely outstanding talent, similar to Lomachenko in a lot of ways. There's no good Nicola Adams having 12, 15 fights before she gets anywhere near any kind of world title belt. Nicola Adams should be having a world title fight while she's still in single figures. It's a case of four or five fights, get a feeling for it, and a world title fight. Likewise with Katie Taylor. Mm. No good no good holding these people back. I know AJ had quite a few fights before. I think he had 19, did he, before he had the world title fight or something I like that? I think he was the 18th one, yeah. But he's young. He's very young with it as well. These girls are a little bit older, so... Listen, if Lomachenko can do it, anyone can do it. And I just reiterate that now. Like Sir Paddy Barnes, who's just turned over in Ireland as well. There's no good him having 20 fights before he has a, d- a decent title fight. Mm. Put him in now. Yeah, He's got that background. Well, that's like what you said about Lawrence Coley last week. You want British title fight within the next three or four 100%. fights, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why wait? Why wait until he's 20 and 0? Put him in now. He's only 6 and 0. He's got the ability to do it. He's certainly got the power. Let's move these guys forward. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Um, Now then, we are obviously in attendance this weekend at uh, the Manchester Arena for this fantastic show, A New Era for British Boxing. It will be aired, obviously, on BT Sport. If you're not going to be with us, if you're not at the event, make sure you do your very best to watch it because it's going to be interesting to know what the broadcast package is like because it's important. It's an important weekend. I don't care what anybody says. They've got to get it right this weekend. If they get it right... This genuinely could be a new era for British boxing and a lot of guys that are signed to Frank Warren are going to benefit from that. Some of which we speak about uh, and speak to on our Merseyside Boxing Show, which is available to download now via our website, fightdisciples.com. It's there now for you. On that show, Joe Gallagher, um, Gary Lockett, giving the trainer's angle of that particular The Liams, Battle of the Liams. Absolutely. Uh, We couldn't get older Liam Williams, sadly, but we did get older of uh, Liam Smith. Liam Smith is also on that show as well, so you can hear from him and his cheeky little trip to Barcelona on the Siggy Run. Um, so, <laughs> so you can have a little bit of a listen to that. It is available now for you to download. Going to have a nosy. We are going to go into depth on that show about that particular fight. So we're going to cater for everything else that's on the card on this particular show. Um, you mentioned Nicola Adams there. Yep. Um, I don't know whether her game will transform transfer nicely into the pro ranks yep her style her style is for me the amateur ranks it's a point accumulation style she's got quite a few things now to obviously um, adapt her game to none more so than obviously longer rounds eventually and more rounds scheduled in the fight traditionally in the amateur game she's used to fighting two minute rounds uh, and only four of them for a contest this weekend they're still keeping her on two minute rounds uh, but it was a six round contest Eventually, she's going to have to go right up to 10-round contests to compete with a very elite in this uh, professional um, weight division for the girls. But I don't know whether she's got enough power to be able to really make a dent in the professional game. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at the weekend. I don't think we're going to learn too much at the weekend because it's more of a coming-out party at the weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think we might learn two or three fights down the line what Nicola Adams is all about. If she starts stopping people, 
then I'll change my opinion. But I don't think she's got that juice. Yeah, well, uh, you know, at the moment it's going to be difficult to say. It's it's a completely different sport in a lot of ways because, as we know, amateur boxing is very much like jousting. It's very much yeah. like fencing. Yeah, it's about point scoring. It's about you know landing scoring punches and not getting hit. In amateur sport, let's let's you know let, let's not forget that you know basically body punching is overlooked in the amateur ranks. Uh, putting somebody down isn't necessarily the, the big the big round winner like it is in the pro ranks. Um, it's a completely different sport in a lot of ways. And Nicola's been established, you know, she's been the best fly or super fly, whatever she is, amateur, female amateur in the world for the last eight years, mm. at least, because she's won two Olympic Games. So um, she's completely and utterly established there. The problem is she's now moving to the pro ranks, and the pro ranks, as we know, are very different in terms of the fact that people punch harder, the rounds are longer eventually, uh, girls are a lot more gritty, Um and there's a lot less finesse involved and there's a lot more, you know, pardon the term, arseholes and elbows. People get stuck in there, people fight dirty, you know, all this kind of stuff goes on just because it's the female ranks. Don't kid yourself, you know, these girls will be coming and going to war. So it's a completely different thing for her to look at because it's a completely different style of boxing. Now, it's difficult to say at this stage whether she's got the power that will transfer because, for one, these girls are flyweights, so the, mm. the, you know, like, like just like the men, that there's not a lot of power there anyway. But it just depends on technique. Now it depends that the slightly smaller gloves, you know, the fact that how she adapts in terms of digging her toes into the canvas and letting her shots go, no head guards, keeping her feet, no head guards, of course, keeping her feet planted when she throws shots rather than you know concentrating so much on footwork. It's going to be really interesting to see. I think Katie Taylor's made that transition look so easy. Mm. But I don't think it is that easy. You know, it, it can take a little bit of time. That said, to come back to the point I was just talking about in terms of slowing these girls down or even these former Olympians, men or women, Nicola Adams has been one of the best female boxers on the planet for a long time before. And she's not even pro yet, so... There's no point slowing her down. Get her in a world title fight soon. Get turn around quickly. You know she's not she's not necessarily a young young woman anyway. So there's only a couple of years of this career that she's going to do in. Listen, I think Frank has signed this girl because, and I was talking about this on a on a show at on a show at Radio City on the week. It's like. It seems like flavour of the month at the moment is signing female boxers and making them turn pro because of the Katie Taylor thing. But listen, they're only doing it because of the success that Ronda Rousey had in the UFC. Absolutely. They realise that there's a lot of money to be made. There's a big following there. And talent is talent. Whether it's male or female, people will pay to see good talent. Mm. And I think that's why Katie, Katie Taylor made the transition. I don't think it was an easy conversation for Frank Warren to make Nicola Adams turn pro. I think she was quite happy as an amateur. She was probably on 100k a year mm. from various sponsorships and from the Amateur Boxing Association whatever else so she was she was comfortable anyway I think Frank's had to go to him oh listen we can do something a bit special here you can you've got this other whole other part of your potential that you haven't tapped into you can't do any more you've won two gold medals or you're going to do win a third gold medal or do you want to turn pro and try and become the best professional on the planet as well to win a flyweight world title as well? I think that's why he's brought her over. But we're going to see a lot of Nicola Adams moving forward. I think she'll be on a ton of shows. She'll be very busy. Mm. I just think this time next year, Leeds, Lee, Ellen Road. Is it still Ellen Road? Leeds home ground? Yeah. Ellen Road, world title fight next summer. Nicola Adams, she'll probably be about 8 or 9 or 10 or no by then. There's no point holding on to this girl's coat rail. She's got to be let loose right now. Here's an interesting one for you. Nicola Adams' girlfriend is also a fighter in Nicola Adams' weight category. Right. They've never met each other in uh, the amateurs. They've always kind of avoided each other, but they seem to have both fought all the other fighters in and around uh, the amateur circle. Can you imagine if a girlfriend turns over as well and they end up at some point, because she's supposed to be quite a I think she's a bronze medalist, uh, her girlfriend. Wow. But can you imagine if they turn over and at some point they become mandatory the double, double. and they have to fight each other. Wow. Oh, that'd be great. That, I'll buy into that. Yeah, oh, exactly, that, yeah. that domestic dust up right in front of us. Class. That'd be class indeed. Um, regarding people turning over and making debuts, Daniel Dubois is uh, making his debut this weekend in the heavyweight division. Now, you mentioned kids that um, do they have enough power to turn over and maybe make an impact into the uh, professional ranks? I think the opposite with this kid that I've just told you about with Nicola Adams. Nicola Adams is catered for the amateur ranks. She's a great point-scoring uh, artist. And it is an artistry amateur boxing, as we've seen with her uh, double gold medal efforts in the Olympic Games. But Daniel Dubois, he's a good boxer, 
but fucking hell, he's got some power, this kid. Yeah, it's like a freight train, this kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious. We've got, to, we've got to get in the arena to watch this kid's make yeah, his It'll be early as Saturday well. Night. It'll yeah. be early. It probably will be early, but uh, in fact, we'll have to put it out on our social what, what the running order is when they announce it on Thursday yeah, yeah, or Friday. Yeah. We'll let everyone know. But listen, don't miss this kid either because this is going to end quick. Um, so much talent, but so much power. It's just frightening. Yeah, it is frightening. Frightening. It? And according to reports coming out of his training camp, he's been putting kids over that have got 15 and all. Um, records he's been wow. put, he's been putting them down so yeah get yourself in there and have a little bit of a nosy uh, his uh, professional debut as well we'll speak about Paul Butler who's still got to, to announce his opponent yet but we'll speak about Paul Butler on our Radio City talk show we speak to Joe Gallagher about him so go and have a little bit of a nosy at that it's available to download now at fightdisciples.com there's a couple of other guys as well that I'd just like to bring up Zelfa Barrett I'm a fan of his because he's a mate of Quiggs this is how I know him he's a mate of Scott Quiggs I think Scott Quigg at some point sponsored him um, at the start of his career. I don't think that's the case anymore, but he's a super featherweight. He's 15 and all. He's a decent talent, this kid. He's fighting a kid that he should absolutely blow away at the weekend in Norbert Kalutska. Oh, Norbert. We love Norbert, don't we? Yeah. Um, but Zelfer is in action. Local lad in Manchester. I'm sure that uh, he will put on a little bit of performance as well. And then we get to your lad, who, again, we will speak about in our Radio City talk show, James Metcalf, JJ Metcalf, who was on this show recently. Go and have a little bit of a listen to him talking about the super welterweight division. 14 and 0 at this moment in time. Um, opponent still to be announced. Yeah, yeah. But Not ideal. No, but this is one of them coming out fights for JJ. We spoke about the guys that are going to benefit from the BT deal. He's definitely one of them. Yeah, 100%. You know, I know him and I know the family well. Obviously, his dad, Shane Neary, was, uh, was you know, basically carried not only Merseyside boxing, but British boxing in the 90s, live on ITV. Mm. So he's got, comes from incredible stock. He had a solid amateur uh, pedigree himself, very much a, a novice amateur. But... Um, He's just made for the pro game, you know. We had Denny Matthews in the other week, and he was talking about him training and everything else. I've seen Jay train. I've seen Jay spar up close. Believe me, you've seen him hit you. And, uh, I've seen, you've seen hit, him hit you. He's mate. hit me, yeah, and he was only a kid at the time as well. And he gave me a right leathering. <laughs> but uh, he's he's just like his dad. The work ethics there, you know. Um, nice kid. He'll, he'll run through a wall for you. He'll run through a brick wall, and uh, you know, as uh, as on our on our under show, Gary Lockett, he was talking about Liam Williams. He said the same thing. You know, you, you, this is a kid that you don't have to worry about him doing his road work or worry about him cutting his diet. I think JJ's the same way. This is a kid that every coach dreams of. That yeah. he's a sponge. He wants to take everything in. But you better believe he's committed. He really, he's he's seen the bigger world. He's realised what the world's all about, and he knows the effort he's got to put in to get get something out of this game. Because you know, as we know, this fight game is a nightmare at times. It spits so many young fighters out and uh, chews them up. Sorry and spits them out and, and leaves them with very little to very little to um, build the rest of their lives on it's only the very few that actually make the millions of pounds and whatever else and, and, and come out of it with uh, with something more than false teeth but uh, I think JJ's seen all that he knows all that he's, he's got that experience behind him he's got Georgie Vaughan in his corner and like said Derry Matthews working in his corner as well this, this kid's that really is he's, he's destined for great things I'm super excited that he's going to get some decent exposure at last Don't be surprised if a fight between him and uh, Jimmy Kelly will be made shortly they're both in the same weight category Jimmy Kelly obviously a man that came up against uh, Liam Smith he, yep. he, was, he, he was found wanting in that particular fight Liam Smith absolutely blew him away but Jimmy Kelly he's coming back he's got a big Manchester follow him He's on the card, uh, taking on Rick Godding, getting the arena for that. Have a little bit of a nose. It's a good fight. It is a good fight. Listen, it is a good it's fight. A good little dark barnstormer. It is a good fight, but the one that really whets my appetite, and it's probably going to be, I'd, I'd have a guess that this might be top three, right? And it's Jack against Martin Gethin. Martin Gethin, obviously, he's he's got a patchy career. Sometimes he turns up, sometimes he doesn't turn up. Sometimes he he wins in style. Sometimes he wins scrappy. Sometimes he just gets absolutely blown away. Yeah, Jack's undefeated. Absolutely undefeated, and he's blowing kids away for fun. This is a first real test. That's a step say. up, though. This is a step up. Yeah, of course, it's a, it's a step, step up. up. It's a real test for Jack. Obviously, you know how I feel about him. He is my prospect of the year, but I genuinely believe Jack's one of those kids that if you put uh, better talent in front of him, he raises his game, and I think we're going to see that at the weekend. Um, and this could be one of those nights where everybody goes, "Fucking hell, who's that kid?" Because he is one of those that's gone right under the radar. Nobody yeah. knows about him. No, similar to JJ Metcalf, yeah, like a small hall uh, superstar. 
But, uh, you know, I, I'm like you, you know, I think Jack's got a massive future. That's why we had him on a show a few weeks ago. He certainly, uh, he's another fighter that lives the life. He knows what you've got to put into this game to get something out of it. But Gethin's a step up. Gethin's a tough kid. He's a guy that's fought a, for multiple titles, you know. And you mean, look at the people he's lost against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Derry Matthews, Teddy Flanagan, you know. Uh, Good I lads, seen, yeah. I seen him a few years ago lose a British title fight, I think it was, in Liverpool against a guy called John Watson. He was a great boxer from Heighton. Um it's it's tough because you know and then he's got wins of course against the likes of Carl Johansson and people like that and so you're right if Gethin turns up he, he's a tough proposition but what Tony Bellew this, the line that Tony Bellew fed us uh, a few weeks ago ahead of the David A fight was that was like you know the first time you you quit is that what what was it the you first, can say it spew it the first time you don't you want to go it. too scouse on this show do you that's it this you is should the, hear him on the other show right he goes crazy scouse. scouse on our Radio City talk show he goes crazy scouse on there but you don't want to go too scouse hey, on here go, exactly go, Be- go on, Bell, you, Bell you saying was the first time you spew it is the first time you do it it's the hardest time you do it and that means that you know you, when you when you give up for the first time it's it's tougher than every time you give up after that it's, it's, it's easier. substantially easier mm. and unfortunately that's the thing with Martin you know, it's that whole, he knows how to lose. He's lost multiple fights. When the yeah. going gets tough or whatever else, he's comfortable with losing fights. And to get over that psychologically can be really tough. Yet, he's coming into this fight after a good win for the IBF international title against John Wayne Hibbert. Mm. He comes in with his tail up in the air. He's going to come at Jack, and I think Jack's got it. But this is what Jack needs. He needs to have fights like this. Great bit of matchmaking. He needs fights like this to move him to the next level. Don't miss Zelani Tete. He's a oh, sensational fighter. Obviously. Super talent. He's Massive great. fan of Tete. He's great. Um, they call him the South African Scouser. Um, yeah. He's going to be on the card doing his business against Arthur Villanueva. Great fight. I Brilliant. Tete will be Genuine world-class bantamweight yeah, Tete. Proper. Like, absolutely outstanding. Um, and then, of course, you've got the two Liams, which we speak about on our Radio City talk show. And we've got uh, Liam Smith on that show, we've got Joe Gallagher on that show, and we've got Gary Lockett on that show. Go and have a listen to hear from them rather than us wittering on about nonsense. Um, right now, I want to concentrate on Terry Flanagan because I'm a massive fan of Terry's. I think he's... He's one of those lads that has sadly just gone under the radar. I was just going to say, fucking half the people listening are probably going, who? Yeah, because he's, who? Not, he's not been on the right television platform. And that's nothing to do, that's not his fault. End of the day, he signs to a promoter. The promoter's sadly been oisted out of Sky um, and various other television platforms. Therefore, that promoter have had to make his own TV platform, as in Box Nation. And he's gone on there and he's done the business. He's currently got the longest British unbeaten run. 32, 32 fights, zero defeats. He is the WBO lightweight champion. He is a sensational, sensational fighter. And I think at the weekend, I mentioned Jack's name. I've mentioned JJ's name. This is going to be the night where people go, ah, I've heard people mention Terry Flanagan. Yeah. Right, I get it now. Because he's taking on a kid that's very, very good. All right, you might never have heard of uh, Petr Petrov, right? You might never have heard of him. But he's been beaten off the likes of Maidana. Um, he's been beaten by the likes of Zlatichinin. Yeah. That's it. That's the level of people that he's come up against and he's fallen he's genuine short world. He's top 10 in the world. He's, he's well, a genuine he, contender. He is top 10 in the world. He just falls short when it comes to the big, big fights. Like yeah, yeah. Maidana's and Zlatichinin's. But I class Flanagan on that level of course so I'd expect a tough night for Terry but I'm going to expect a little bit of a um, a science lesson if I'm dead honest because when we had Derry in on the show recently yeah. in fact it was when you did your uh, breakdown with him right, Yeah, I remember listening to that show and uh, you asked him a great question he's been in with 52 lads as, uh, as Derry and you asked him that question who Who's was the best? the best technically and the, he didn't even hesitate no. he went Terry Flanagan straight away he said Terry Flanagan because I changed my game during the fight I did this during the fight I did just during the fight and he reacted and upped his level every single time whether yeah. he went southpaw whether he went orthodox obviously he's natural southpaw but then he upped the pace of the fight he slowed the pace down he boxed on the back foot he boxed on the front foot he shut the angles all these types of things Daddy was talking about Terry Flanagan is the daddy and I'm looking forward to him going through the gears at the weekend. Yeah, me too. I'm just looking forward to the rest of British, you know, Britain's boxing fans or just sports fans in general that are going to tune in on Saturday night to see BT's debut uh, boxing event. I'm just looking forward to them seeing 
Turbo Terry as well because he deserves it. You know, he's he's worked hard to get where he's at and he hasn't got a massive following. He hasn't even got a massive following in his own city of Manchester. You know, they haven't the ticket sales haven't been outstanding for Saturday night. They haven't been crazy. But it's gonna take time now because they've got to rebuild them pretty much from the ground up, which is a horrific thing to say for a 32 and 0 world champion. But that's why this weekend's so important for B- it really for, is. For, for Frank, for BT, yeah. for British boxing in general. This weekend is absolutely huge. We need the two Liams to set the place on fire. We yeah. need fireworks. We need Petrov to turn up and give Terry a bit of a stiff test and him to put on an unbelievable show. We need Nicola Adams to go, fucking hell, she's got power. She's knocked some kid out. Yeah, yeah. We need people talking about this night and going, did you watch that last night? No, I didn't watch it. Why? What happened? Da, 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 da. This is what oh, I won't miss the next one. The next one comes on then and you're talking about the big ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem with Terry is the level of opponents is outstanding, but it's not got the same draw as a Jorge Linares or even an Anthony Crawler or a Mikey Garcia. You know, names that people that necessarily follow boxing are aware of. Well, the biggest one's the, Derry. The top guys. The, big, the biggest, the biggest, one. the biggest win he's had is against, was against Derry in Liverpool. Yeah, the Echo Arena. So it's up to Terry now and to Frank to use this springboard to move on. Yes, he's got a tough opponent, but he's got to do a big performance against Petrov. He's got to look like an established world champion to really get us excited and go, all right, okay, what's next? And we know what's next. Hopefully it's going to be Crawler back end of the summer. That would be the big one. That would really put Terry Flanagan on the map because Crawler's got such a big following in Manchester. The Battle of Manchester, you know, City versus United. That's the fight we need. But to get there, he's got to do a number on Petrov and look good first. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you very much once again for listening to our, our little show, which some people somewhere believe that it's worthy enough of being nominated for Best British Sports Podcast. I know I'm going to keep going on about that, but you won't, I won't what do it next right? I'm getting t-shirts made and everything. <laughs> Thank you so much if you have been with us from day dot. Um, we genuinely love doing this programme and we thank you for obviously participating in it on a week-to-week basis. I know that we say that this isn't just me and him and we genuinely believe that. This is as much your nomination as it is our nomination. So thank you so much for being a part of this little journey. Hopefully, we'll see you on Saturday night um, as we have a little bit of a Fight Disciples night out at the boxing and hopefully our boys can put on some a bit of a sensational performance for us to enjoy, uh, obviously on Saturday night. Don't forget to subscribe to us, fightdisciples.com. If you're not with us on Saturday evening, make sure you subscribe to our uh, social medias, at Fight Disciples. You can get us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow us on there. The reason why I'm asking you to do that is because we've got more tickets, more guest lists coming up, especially this month. 22nd of April, uh, we'll have tickets for the show at the Echo Arena, which is Murray Rosado. Great show. Um, and there's some sensational Packed fights talent, on there. Yeah. Really good talent on there. That's a matchroom card. And then, of course, the week after, when me and him are hot-footing it across London from our award ceremony to the AJ Klitschko fight, we will have... I've been told we've guaranteed one. One set of tickets, right, for yeah, AJ Klitschko. That's obviously because it's so in demand and it's sold out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll have a set of tickets for that as well to give away in the, that upcoming week. So make sure you're a part of what we're doing on social media in order to win that. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.